Hey, great day. So in this podcast episode, I will be starting up our holiday abundance series. Depending on the day of the week, I will be going live on Instagram and or it will be a regular episode. But bottom line is make sure that you're sitting down, having your pen and sheet of paper and some tea or coffee or your favorite drink to soak up all the abundance. Let's go ahead and dive in. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant mental health business tools to help you become the person you were meant to be. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 plus years into building a multi six-figure mental health business. My goal is to remove the employee mindset and replace it with an abundant CEO mindset. We will uncover the good, the bad, and the ugly of business ownership. I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, welcome back everybody to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. So we are starting our abundance series for the holidays of 2022. And I'm super excited for this particular episode because I've received a lot of DMs and text messages about people who were asking me about, well, how did Avery do? Let me know if you were wondering this. How did he do at four years old doing a 10 hour flight? What was it like for him to go to London and Paris. How did y'all like get y'all plane tickets? Because let's be real, the plane tickets right now in this inflated world is out of control, (laughs) right? And then also some people saw me shopping and things like that. So all of that will be delivered through this abundance series because instead of trying to DM everybody, I just rather send them the link to the podcast or the live and say, here are your answers. (laughs) And so let's go ahead and jump into it. So um, one of the things that I would highly encourage you to do before you travel is ask yourself one question and I call it the high level question, right? So do you want to travel in the next 12 months? So put a yes in the chat box if you want to travel by the end of December. And what I mean by travel is it can be, I'm in, I'm not in LA County, but I'm in Southern California, right? I'm in the Inland Empire. Um, We are three hours away from Vegas. And so for me, travel can be just leaving my house because truth be told, I mean, I call this a therapist case, but this is where I spend half of my time throughout the week. And so from time to time you do, or I would hope that you would want to get into a new environment because new environments do stimulate you in a particular way that your office may not over time. And so sometimes I just need to go to the clubhouse of where I live just outside this office. Sometimes I'll drive up the street and go to Starbucks. Sometimes I will intentionally plan a workshop with the nonprofit that I work with in LA just because I don't want to be out here in the Inland Empire. It's an hour drive, but it's better than sitting in this cold office. I mean, your girl got a blanket right now, you know, with a chinchilla little jacket on from Costco. It's cold out here in these streets, but I can't turn on the heater because the heater's loud on the like bottom of the third floor. Also, I can hop and skip to Vegas. Um, maybe you want to travel outside of the state. Maybe you want to travel outside of the country. Maybe you want to do a cruise. Um, now, the reason why I asked you, do you want to travel in the next year is because I firmly believe that as a consumer, all of us are consumers. If you got anything on your body right now, you are a consumer. If you're listening to me, you're a consumer of a phone, which means that you have purchasing uh, power, right? So when we think about purchasing power, we also think about spending money, right? And so I'm going to say most of the time, what I find is that individuals, including myself with certain things and at certain points in my life, 
I won't usually look at an item or an experience as value, right? I will instead say, or I used to instead say, well, how much is it going to cost me? Right. So what happens is when you put that energy out there that says, how much is it going to cost me? You already shooting yourself in the foot by when you look up the plane ticket. See, I told you when you look up the hotel room, I can't afford this. I'm going to be staying at a motel six. And so I'm asking you, especially from a psychological perspective, start reverse engineering the way that you think about investing in lifetime experiences, because that's how I see travel. Hell, that's how I see Starbucks. You know what I'm saying? I feel good sipping my tea or hot chocolate. Okay. And so instead of asking yourself, well, or telling yourself, um, I'll give you an example. I want to go to Dubai. I want to take my child. Some people just want to make it a girl's trip. I mean, I can do that too. You know what I'm saying? Call me. But I also just want to go with my family. I just want to expose my child to multiple things while he's younger so that it becomes an expectation. And of course, he stack up his own money to be able to do it. And so with that said, after going to this Paris trip, before I get into these tips, I will say Paris was like a test run, right? Of can me, my husband and Avery, and maybe even a potentially our oldest son, because we in a blended family. So sometimes we don't travel with the whole family or we can't, right? That's a whole nother episode. But bottom line is after that 10 hour flight, I was like, this will be the test to see if all of us can endure a longer flight than like flying to Florida or New York for five hours or for Hawaii for five and a half hours. And so Avery knocked out. Now, one thing I will say is that it helped when I flew at nighttime, at least for me and Avery. My husband didn't sleep that much, but me and Avery were fine, you know? And so with that said, When I go to Dubai, I mean, if we do a straight through flight, that's like 18 hours minimum. Like it got stops up to like 30 something, right? Your girl ain't trying to do a 30 hour flight. And so what I think about is how do I want to fly? If we're talking about an abundance mindset, you should not be settling. Now, granted, depending on how old you are, where you are with your money, if you don't have anybody to fly with and you're doing a a girl's trip or a solo trip by yourself, If I was single right now, um, or I'm going to say back in the day, because I don't want to wish that on myself. But when I was single and I chose to go to Dubai, I may just have taken the flight just to get out there. Right. But that's not the life that I'm living right now. Like I'm on a whole nother level of my mindset. I want to fly for 20 hours comfortably. So whether it's extra leg room or it's a bed, I get to choose. You have a choice. So what I don't want to happen is that you say, I want to go to Dubai. I want to have premium economy or I want to have business class. Premium economy is hitting from LA around $12,000 on Emirates or on Turkish Airlines. Business class is hitting about hell 24,000. You know what I'm saying? And so because I know I don't want to spend that amount of money, nor do I have it unless I go out and get a line of credit. I can't go to Dubai for five years. So I don't want to travel. So when I ask you, do you want to travel in the next 12 months? I'd rather you say, yes, I want to travel. Yes, I want to have life experiences because then what's going to automatically happen with the psychology of your mind is your body and your actions will start finding ways to make that thing happen versus if you set yourself up to say, how much does it cost me to travel? How much does it cost me to invest in life experiences? Okay. So let's hope that that makes sense. All right. So now that we know that y'all want to travel, where do you want to go? So I did this with my text list, but y'all tell me right now, where do you want to go? So I'm going to, I was going to pull out my list, but I know that off the top of my head. So certain places that I want to go to 
whether it be with my whole family or just my husband, if I'm looking at stateside, you know, I love New York. I wouldn't mind hopping over to Miami, hopping over. And I say hopping over because it could be just like that. You get a flight. You know, I want to hop over to Atlanta. You know, I don't really want to hop over to too many locations in the U.S. because I'm just tapped out of traveling in the U.S. at this point. And I have no interest to travel to certain states. Right. But if I'm looking abroad to different countries, I do want to go back to London and Paris. I do want to go to Dubai. I do want to go to the Maldives or I will. Right. Let's let's change that language. I will go to the Maldives. I will go to, it's a Nickelodeon resort in Cancun um, or near Cancun in Mexico to take my son because they got like a resort and a walk-up pool in your room and they got Paw Patrol. So yes, I'm thinking like a mom. I want to go to Jamaica. I will actually go to Jamaica. I want to go to the Bahamas, maybe take a cruise on that, right? So declare where you want to go. So someone says, I want to travel. I want to experience the world. I want to go everywhere. So instead of saying, I want, I want you to tell yourself, like, I'm a traveler. I'm a world traveler. I travel everywhere. Where do you go? How often do you go? And more importantly, how do you fly? What are your accommodations like? If you see my journal, it is literally in past tense. I do script, right? In which I talk about where I have already traveled. So I've already written my script, for example, for a trip that we're taking this week. A trip that we're taking in three weeks, a trip that we're taking in January. In my mind, it already happened and it was phenomenal. People want to go to Paris, Dubai, Disney Cruise. Come on, let's go, right? So you want to declare where you want to go, okay? And if you notice, I haven't said anything about the investment because I do believe that travel is an investment because it's bringing to you life experiences, not just a checklist, okay? So now, now that you got all excited and you like, oh, I want to go to Dubai and I want to fly premium economy if they offer that because Emirates just released that, but it's only in certain locations like Sydney, Australia. And I think New York is going to adopt it and potentially LA where they have the seats where you can extend the leg room and then um, it just looks better than regular uh, economy, but not every airplane has that, right? That's what we actually had when we went to Paris, but it was through Delta Air France. And so now because you're hyped up, and you're going to make it happen. Now you can look at, okay, budgeting wise, how much does this cost? Now I want you to watch your words. So even though I say, how much does it cost? I would rather you say, what's going to be the investment? Because the investment insinuates that you're getting something back. If we're talking about financial literacy, okay. Financial psychology, it is your, your words are very powerful. So you want to be very mindful about what words you use, because that dictates the outcome that you're going to see in your life. Right. And so instead of me, when we were planning Paris and London, um, instead of me saying like, how much is this going to cost? I said like, Ooh, what am I gonna be able to do there? Um, what, what can I do with Avery? Like I was looking for experiences, like the experiences told me how much it was going to cost. And then that would dictate when I would go, not if I'm going to go, Ooh, that was good. Write that down. It's not about if you're going to go, it's about when you're going to go. Now, granted, if you want to pay for a $25,000 flight to go to Dubai, it might not happen in 12 months, but that doesn't mean that you can't travel. So choose other locations. You ain't got to break your bank to like experience other things. Okay. Another thing you want to ask yourself in terms of budgeting before we get into the actual tips like numbers is what needs to be done so that you can go right. So prime example Um, And I'm going to get a little little bit more transparent because really only my inner circle knows this. But I know that when I've talked about these areas, I've gotten a lot of questions on it and more curiosity. So let me know in the comment box if this is something that you may want me to talk about more with boundaries, of course, because I ain't sharing all my business. 
But, you know, I've mentioned multiple times I'm in a blended family. And the reason why I intentionally say that is because I've received comments and DMs saying, oh, I didn't know you had another son, you know, and things like that. Or I only thought you had one son. I, I didn't know your son was 11. I thought he was four, you know. And so people get confused because people haven't been following me for a long time. So because I have a blended family, it requires us to do intentional planning in terms of where we can take everybody And then depending on my work schedule, because I travel for work based off of live events. And then also, honestly, based on where I am in my business and life right now, I want to experience the world. I will experience the world. So that means that sometimes our whole family unit cannot go because I've created a lifestyle for myself where if I want to go somewhere on a Tuesday and come back on a Friday, I can. Right. So I know that that may not be very pleasing to my eldest child because he may not be able to go, right? So let me know if you want me to do a series on what is it like to have an abundant lifestyle and have a blended family. And when I say blended family, I mean, you ain't got to be married. If you dating somebody and they have children and you don't, for example, because that's how I was before I met my husband, I had to learn how to become a bonus mom, like not overnight where I met the child right away. Cause I did not, it took like half of a year for me to even decide that I wanted to meet a child, which meant that me and my husband at the friend at the time had to decide that we were actually going to just like connect. <laughs> and so let me know if you want me to do a series about that. I've done some past episodes, but let's get back to budgeting tips. Okay. So what needs to be done so that you can go? All right. Another question you want to ask yourself is, do you have any limiting beliefs preventing you from travel? A limiting belief that I hear right now way too much is flights are too high. Well, I mean, they high, if you just looking at the price and not the life experience, or you're not budgeting. And when I say budgeting, what I really mean is write it on a paper, how much it costs Put a timeline together and save for the money. I mean, we can do it for Christmas. I mean, hell, half of the world probably don't even create a budget for Christmas and turn around and go to Costco and walk out with $2,000 worth of toys and bikes, right? So if you don't budget for that, I'm asking you to at least budget for life experiences. And so let's get into three specific budgeting tips for travel. So budgeting tip number one is select a destination, select a destination, which you've already done. So where do you want to go? Budget tip number two, research the trip details, such as how much is the flight? How much will you need for food? How much will you need for accommodation? Now there is a YouTube video that shows you how I use my business project management system to create a personal board to show you how I've actually planned out all of these trips. I just don't wake up and say, oh, like it's time to go to Paris. Like, no, I have children. They have schedules, right? I have a schedule. I have to make sure that I follow through with even seeing my clients. So to go out of the country for a week, and that's not even a long time, that was to me a sacrifice because again, we have another child in which we got to accommodate his schedule as well. So that meant we couldn't be gone for two weeks because we want our time with him as well. It's split between two households. And so would I like to go out of the country for two and a half weeks? Yes. Is this the time to do it? Probably not. Not in the middle of the school year, maybe in the summer, you know? And so decisions have to be made based on your family dynamics and potentially even your work schedule. Um, so look at the cost. Um, look at the travel accommodations. Where do you want to stay? When we went to Paris, I intentionally chose to stay at a Disney property. 
Now, when I'm in Hawaii, we got a um, like a timeshare, a Disney Vacation Club timeshare. So we stay on property, but ain't no amusement parks in Hawaii. When we go to Florida, we have a timeshare that my mom purchased when I was 14. So more than likely, we stay in the timeshare, if not with family and friends, because they want to like have a slumber party or something, right? But outside of those things, I actually have recognized as my son has grown a love for Disney that I actually want to experience other Disney resorts. So like, I want to stay at Grand Floridian. My uncle stayed there and threw it in my face two weeks ago because now he's one of the leading managers for his company and they got a contract with Disney. I'm like, take me in your suitcase. But when he was going to Grand Floridian, I was going to Paris. So my auntie was like, girl, you better go to Paris. I'm like, you right, I'm going, you know? Um, But bottom line is, just because something has been normalized for me for so long doesn't mean that I can't create a new norm for myself. And so a new norm for myself is to experience new things for my children. So if I go to Walt Disney World a lot, I may want to stay at the Animal Kingdom just to stay there. But what does that mean for my pockets? I need to look up online to see how I can find the best deal to stay at these resorts. And then I need to ask myself, what do I need to do to make this money? How do I need to move my money so that I can do what I want to do, right? Um, so some people just focus on lack and you're not focusing on abundance. You just focus on how much it costs. You can't go, so then you don't go and then you get you feel miserable. You know what I'm saying? Tip number three, create a plan and execute. So that's why I would highly encourage you to go visit that YouTube video. So create a plan. When we were going to Paris, I planned this trip, P.S., in terms of how much it cost. I planned this trip back in February. And some of you, if you read the messaging or the words under my video earlier or no, late last week, I had said, I can't believe that this happened from me watching a YouTube vlog. Tap into your intuition and see how you're inspired. Literally in February, it might have been at the end of February, beginning March, because it was right before the flights hit for inflation, right? So I remember sitting on Sunday watching like, I'd be watching these Disney vlogs um, of people. And what I end up doing is, I was watching this vlog and this lady was doing an unboxing and somebody had gifted her something in the Disney community, right? And so she's a Disney Vacation Club member and that's how I first started following her to learn the ins and outs of do I want to become a club member. And so she unboxed a Disney Paris like 30th anniversary. And I said, they got anniversaries out there. Like I knew that there was a Disneyland, but because it's out of sight, out of mind, I don't think about it outside of Walt Disney World and Disneyland in California. So she pulled out all this stuff out this box. And I was just amazed that I forgot Paris had a Disneyland. I was like, yo, Paris was on my 40th in 2020. It was on my 40th um, birthday, like vision board, along with Dubai, a premium economy or business class seats. Like I had all that stuff on my vision board and 85% of my vision board actually manifested outside of travel, right? So I said, wow, this can be like a bonus plus going. So instead of telling myself, oh, uh, I don't know if these tickets gonna fly. I instead said, while I was watching her vlog, I'm like, I wonder like when I can go. So the first thing I did in terms of creating a plan is what would be a good week to go? Because we don't know if we're going to be able to take both kids. And so I looked at our whole family calendar. Then I looked at the calendar in which we have our eldest son, like every other week time type of thing. Then we put into motion, yo, we need to talk to his mom again to see if he can get a passport. Well, he didn't go. So I'm not going to go into that. But if you read between the lines, that was that, right? So I'm not not going to take, I'm not going to not take a trip because, you know, somebody don't want to be friendly. Okay. And so I just chose a time where we don't have him. Right. 
Like, meaning I'm not going to, like, take over the days that we, like, supposed to have them or something like that. And so we made the plan. And then I also started looking up, well, I wonder what packages are like. So to put some numbers to this, our package for Disney in total, um, not Paris or London, like the city Paris, right? But for Disney for three nights in the newest hotel, which is the Marvel, I always say Marvel, like a French man name or whatever, but Marvel Hotel, so let me tell you what we got. We got the Marvel Hotel. Um, it's a five-star uh, spot. It's only been open for like a year or two. The regular Disneyland Hotel attached to Disneyland was actually closed for renovations because that's what I really wanted to stay. But the Marvel Hotel was more like updated and like just, it was fire, right? And so I'm also like, we got boys. And so I got two beds just in case, right? Because when we have our youngest son, you may have saw some of my highlights. Some of the hotels out there only have one bed. And so luckily Avery's four, and he sometimes creeps in our bed in the middle of the night anyway. So I'm like, I'm not about to break my back and go stay at a, a level one hotel or a star one hotel just because we need two beds. I'm going to stay at this five star hotel. We're going to get the biggest damn bed. And he's just going to plop in the middle. We only stand in London one night anyway. It's not a big deal. And so he's going to come over here anyway. You know, and so we end up staying at the Marvel Hotel. We got a hopper pass between the two parks. Um, we were able to stay at the hotel three nights. We upgraded for a character dinner or breakfast, which we missed. We overslept. <laughs> um, we end up upgrading for transportation from the airport to the hotel. And we had the whole bus to ourselves for a whopping $35, right? All of this is going into this package. We also got um, six meals each day with six snacks for all three of us, which meant that we can get food at the parks. We can get food at the restaurant, five-star restaurants, any single one. And all we got to do is present our room card. Okay. So we got all of that for $3,500. To me, that's a no brainer considering the damn hotel itself costs 2,500. So put a one in the comment box if you're watching live, because I'm recording this for the podcast, but put a one in the comment box if that's like super good. Like you can stay on Disney property, which means you need no car. We were able to walk outside of our hotel room and see a beautiful lake, even though it was overcast and it was raining, like on one of the days. We were able to go downstairs and do character meetups. Avery met Black Panther, and we were able to do a lot of the things in the amenities. They had like a play area. They can draw and all those things, right? We didn't have to drive from the airport. We didn't have to find an Uber and get scammed because that happened in London. I'll tell you about that later. London or Paris, can't remember. And then... You know, while we were there, we were able to go outside our hotel room, walk past that lake. And within 10 minutes, we were at each park. We also did not have to go drive for food because Avery wanted McDonald's damn near every day. Right. Because, he don't, eat, you know, kids don't eat like a lot of different food. And so they had like a downtown Disney district. You know what I'm saying? They had shopping. I need to go nowhere else. So for thirty five hundred, that was a steal. Right. In terms of my plane tickets, by plane tickets. Listen, at first I got regular economy because my mindset at the time was. This was not on my plan. I already had my whole travel for the whole year. This was a trip that sneaked in. I planned my travel the year before. Okay. So when I looked at the numbers, I said, well, we don't have to pay for all this other things to experience it the way that I want to experience it. So let me go Delta because I already know the customer service with how they roll. I'm going to use my points, get some free bags, um, and maybe we'll get upgraded. But sometimes what I'll do intentionally is I'll just get the flight and then I will upgrade later. So I did that. And then I just kept checking the flight. And then when I checked the flight, not too much into the inflated world, I think we upgraded for like $200 or something crazy. And we got premium economy. So we paid $1,100 per flight nonstop from LAX to Paris. Put a two in the comment box if you like. That's a hell of a deal. Now, to give you a perspective of how much that same flight cost when I looked it up three months before we left, one month before we left, it was hitting the same exact seat. 
$3,500. Premium economy, what is it? If you've been on flights where they have extra leg room, just imagine extra leg room with a more comfortable seat, more leg room, different customer service, you feel me? Fluffier blankets, fluffier pillow. Um, you, you don't, you're not sitting next to 15 damn people, different bathroom. I ain't gonna say more food, but maybe different levels of food. And then I'm, I'm just gonna say like just the experience, but like the seats itself also had like the half of the, it don't have a bed, but like the half of the footstool going up. And that's something too, that when I first saw the flight price for first class, I was going to do it. I'm like, it's a one-time situation. And then I ended up talking myself out of it because I didn't know how Avery was going to do on a 10 hour flight sitting in a little cubicle by himself. So that's something I'm going to do a whole nother podcast episode on how do you choose locations and flights for children? Because to me, um, these are things that can stop you from living abundantly as well, because you will make up all the excuses in the world not to go when you just may have to sacrifice a level of a seat that you need to sit in. And I say sacrifice because shit, I wanted a bed. You know what I'm saying? But now that we know that he was hell asleep the whole flight and going at night helps, when I go to Paris and London again, your girl is just going to get a bed. You know what I'm saying? And so another tip in terms of number three when making a plan and executing is put the money away. So because I knew that the trip was not originally planned, when I went to the Disney of Paris website, I actually priced what it would cost the resort and all these things separately because I didn't know if I needed a four-day pass kind of thing, but it was three nights. Or can I buy it as a package? And I found that I saved over $1,500 buying it as a package, okay? So that was a no-brainer. Then they also had an installment plan with no interest. And so did I have $3,500 sitting around? Yes. Was it allocated to other things? Yes. All right. I allocate my money. I, I assign it and it was not assigned to Paris. And so I signed up for the payment plan in which you can pay divided up into like six months or something like that. And then after paying on it for about three months, then, you know, extra, you know, I mean, you know, certain seasons money comes in a lot quicker and at a higher pace. And then also my other side of my business for mental health, I was doing more things in the community. I was getting back pay from a lot of things that I was waiting on. And so once I then did had, I had more money come in, then I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do with this money? So allocate the money. So I looked at the balance. And I said, I want to pay off the balance in full. Like I made a plan. I said, I want to pay it off in full next month on this day. And that's exactly what happened. And so the, clearly the, tri- the, the flight was paid for, the accommodations were included, the food was included. And then, um, the reason why we end up adding London in the mix is that I was watching my mentor go out there for like a honeymoon with her daughter and they whole crew two weeks ago. And I was like, oh, they got a train similar to how we catch a train from New York to DC. Cause my family has done that before instead of flying multiple places in one trip. And that's how we get multiple levels of experiences at one time. Y'all should try it out. Get on a train like a Eurostar, you know, over there or on Amtrak. And for example, we're going to do this next year again where we will go to New York for my mastermind. And then me and the kids and my husband are going to get on a train. And then we're going to go over to DC and go over there for two days versus trying to do two trips. Like that's doing too much. I can spend a hundred and a hundred dollars on a one-way Amtrak ticket per person though, versus spending an additional $200 per person for per plane ticket. Right. And so put the money away into a different account. I do money out of sight, out of mind. So I put it in a high yield savings account. So let me ask you, how did you like this podcast episode? Do you like this style of podcast episodes? Um, If you're listening on the podcast, if you want to see the video, you can clearly come over here to Instagram. I'll save it. But 
One of the things that I also wanted to share in terms of abundance is that I've opened up a, a my new membership club. So it's called the Therapist Deserve Abundance Club. And what that means is that we meet every single month, right? So every single meeting, we will have a mixture of abundance mindset discussions and activities fun ones, breakout sessions, but we'll also be doing certain topics related to brainstorming what's getting in the way of you having more of an abundant lifestyle. In terms of tools, I will be sharing with my membership club, giving them like my Excel sheets and things like that. I mean, you can watch it on a video, but who wants to sit there and create the stuff on their own? Because that's in my project management system. My students will be getting all of these things that I say that I created for myself. They will be getting it. That club is primarily focused on becoming the best version version of yourself and living an abundant lifestyle. Now, let me be clear. It is not the Dope Therapist Academy. It doesn't replace it. It doesn't replace the mastermind. Dope Therapist Academy is for private practice for solo entrepreneurs only. And the mastermind is closed now, but it's only for those who either are growing or opening up a group practice and those who are scaling beyond the therapy room, but they already are making money in their business. This program, we actually invite all of our students, even in DTA to do it because there's not enough space after talking about strategy and money and KPIs and conversion and operating systems, there's not enough space in the program outside of what we already have in place because we have a lot to talk about, well, what else happens in your life, right? And truly this was inspired by something that I wanted to create like a year ago and then it just wasn't an opening for it. And then I wanted to um, open the doors when we had the conference because it's a direct correlation with what we were talking about at the conference. So at the conference, we were talking about whole life abundance. We did a life will and we were talking about the good, the bad and the ugly of entrepreneurship and really talking about what does it mean to have different roles or hats that we wear in life for myself, such as a wife, as a mom, as a professor of my own university at this point, of a CEO, a visionary, a friend, a sister, like we wear multiple roles. And so how can you balance that out or should you be really integrating different parts of your life so that you can live more abundantly, right? And so if you want to sign up for the membership, you can cancel it at any time. I'm going to put the link in the notes, but it's the same link on Instagram. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you just look at the show notes. It's drtk.com forward slash links. Um, you do get something special if you sign up before our first coaching call that we will be mailing out at the beginning of the year. But our first uh, call, I say a coaching call, it's a club call. <laughs> our first club call is December 10th. We are hosting them on Saturdays. It'll be up to two hours, more than likely 90 minutes to two hours. Um, there will be a portal that you can log into after we have our first call to access the replay along with any tools that we share. Um, it's not a course. It is a club, which means that as you go through it, if you feel like it's not aligned with you anymore, then you can cancel at any time. So there's really no risk. Also, you will be grandfathered in in terms of our founding member. And so a founding member is an individual who was in our first cohort of the program um, before things change. And in December, things will change, such as the club rate. The structure of it won't change. But in terms of how much it costs, like how much you invest to get in it, um, it will change in January. And so I would highly encourage you to do it in December also, because we talk about like what your life will look like for next year. And then also connection to other therapists, you know, around the country. And so again, it's for pre-licensed and licensed providers. Now, what I would also encourage you to do if you do want to meet in person is when you go to the link, drtk.com forward slash links, I would highly encourage you to check out the conference first because on the conference, we do have a bundle deal 
right? So for the holidays only, we have a bundle deal where when you sign up for the conference, you can also up-level your experience by adding the membership at the bottom of the page and you get a extra little discount, okay? But if you just want to do the membership, that's perfectly fine. For those of you who are going to the conference, this is a great place for you to commune with other people that are going to the conference and to really create those foundational methods in terms of mindset and you becoming the best version of you. Because when you walk into that room at the conference, you have to be prepared to receive all of that strategic information to execute it right away. And if you showing up in October next year as the person you are today, we got a problem. Okay, because you should be getting better every single day. So I hope that you all enjoyed this podcast episode. I will definitely be doing more of them on Instagram, but some of them will also be on YouTube. All of them will be on the audio podcast. I really enjoy you today. Have a blessed and prosperous Thanksgiving and stay tuned for more of the Abundance Series podcast. All right, bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I don't know about you, but that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, head over to drtk.com for additional abundant resources. And if you are looking for a tribe of abundant therapists like yourself to bounce around ideas and tap into another level of business growth abundance, be sure to join our Facebook community exclusively for therapists. The link is waiting for you at drtk.com dot com.